This message comes from sponsor Constant Contact, helping small businesses and nonprofits stay connected with customers, grow their audience, and do more business. With email marketing, list growth tools, automation, contact management, social ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits reach their goals faster. An easy to use interface and thousands of integrations deliver big marketing results. Start your free trial at constantcontact.com. Welcome to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. My guest on the program now is the front man, one of the most loved bands on the planet. who will be once again ripping up the stage at the Soundwave Festival in a couple of weeks. It's Michael Starr from Steel Panther. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. What's up? Woo! Feeling really good, man. I can't wait to come to Australia and do Soundwave. Are you going to be there? Oh, man, of course. It's like Christmas for me. So am I. So am I. I can't wait. It's our second time doing Soundwave. We're going on much later than the first time we played. We're super excited to hit the main stage and see some boobs. Awesome, man. Well, you know, you've toured here, as you said, a couple of times, and you've got such a strong fan base down here. What is it about the Aussies that, you know, make this show so special for you guys, apart from the boobs, of course? Australian people don't give a fuck about being politically correct, and neither do I. So it's like a match made in heaven, man. We sing about stuff that people think about and don't talk about, we just bring it out and put it on Front Street, and people in Australia understand it. They enjoy it. They let themselves go and have fun with the Panther. That's what I think is missing in music, man, is just having a good time, partying. You know, when, you, when I go see a band, I want to see a band bring me the party and make me feel part of the show. And I think that's what Steel Panther is able to do. We bring the audience in. We get chicks on stage if it's going to happen, and we rock, and we have fun doing it. And I think, you know, what's missing in the world? Fun, dude. I, I do agree with you. You know, with all the doom and gloom and everything going on in the world, you know, it's good that, you know, you guys are out there just uh, helping people uh, get past their, the troubles of the day and just uh, have a good time. That's what we're doing. We're a public service, actually, to all the public that are in need of escape of reality, a time where you can just go for an hour and just ignore everything. And not think about your car payment, your rent, your phone bill, your girlfriend finding out you cheated on her. You don't worry about that stuff. You just enjoy the show and you escape, man. It's the cheapest drug with no hangover. That's it, man. And it's uh, extremely addictive, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm, I've been hooked on it for 45 years. Man, it's, it's, it's the best. It really is the best. Well, you know, you released your fourth album, All You Can Eat, last year, and my f- favorite track off it is, of course, Gang Bang at the Old Folks Home. Has that one become a bit of a crowd favorite live? It's really become a crowd favorite, and it's also become one of the favorite songs for Old Folks Home in America. I don't know if you know this, but they have DJs come in for the uh, the old people, and they have bands and performers come in. And now the performers are starting to play gangbang at the old folks' home. And it's really, it's like, it's number one in the uh, old folks' home charts for Billboard. <laughs> That's amazing. I, you didn't know that, did you? I, know, I didn't amazing. know that. I didn't did either. You? Somebody texted me and goes, dude, you're number one. I'm like, killer. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see it, though. <laughs> no, it, no, dude, you know, there's some, I learned this very early on. Filming yourself f***ing a chick. Seems like a good idea until you watch yourself back. I'm not a professional porno star. And when I bone, I don't look that hot. You know, I mean, for me, I I look back and go, oh, God, I don't want to see that. So some things are better left 
unfilmed, if you know what I mean. Especially if they're, uh, you know, over over 60. Yeah. You know, shit's flying around, skin's flopping all over the place, teeth are falling <laughs> out. It, it gets crazy. But, you know, the question I get asked most about this song, Gang Bang at the Old Folks Home, is that taken from a true story? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. It's it's one of my experiences that I had. And, uh, of course, it was embellished in the song, but it happened for me. And uh, it was actually at Satchel's mom's old folks' home. And uh, I, I remember when I mentioned to Satchel, dude, we should write a song about this. He was a little upset about it. But he pushed <laughs> through, and we ended up with gangbang at the old folks' home. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm. Oh, man. Well, you know, whenever I'm having a shitty day and I need a good laugh, I always put Steel Panther on and it instantly puts me in a good mood. Do you find your own songs have that effect on you when you listen back to them or play them live? Yeah, I, you know, for me, when I listen back to our song, it's for two reasons. One, it's to just, like, enjoy it and just totally enjoy it. And right now I've been listening back to all our music because when, when we go tour, I like to re-listen to all our songs and just make sure I'm singing the songs the way I recorded them. Because, you know, after being on tour for three months or so, uh, sometimes I have a tendency to, to change some melody lines, you know, because it's a little easier when you're singing live. But the reality is there's nothing worse to me than going to see your favorite band and the singer's not singing the whole sentence or he's changing the words or he's changing the melody lines or he's just putting the mic out to the audience to have them sing it because he can't sing it anymore. I hate that. So that's one of the reasons why I've been listening to it, as a matter of fact, just today. So just just All You Can Eat or the whole catalog? Oh, the whole collection and demos. Yeah, I love Steel Panther, dude. I mean, it's it's pretty self-serving to listen to your own music, but i got to tell you, man, it brings back great memories of uh, being in the studio, and it also is awesome to hear yourself recorded really well. And uh, I love it, dude. I really enjoy being a Steel Panther, so listening to it makes me happy. Well, that's important, man, because, you know, you've got to love your own band to keep doing it. You know, you got to love what you do. Yeah, exactly. I love what you do. Exactly. I love what I do. I, lo- I love being an entertainer. And, man, being the lead singer of Steel Panther with three other dudes that are amazing musicians and great showmen, it's like I'm lucky. It's easy for me. I just go out there and sing and shake my ass and fuck some bitches after the show. You're definitely living the dream, dude. I hit the it, lotto. Definitely. I mean, there's so many yeah. guys out there, you know, just, you know, they see you and they just get inspired because, you know, you, you're up there doing what everyone dreams about, you know, so, and you can hardly call it a job if you love what you do, so that's... Yeah, I feel really, I feel really, really, honestly, so grateful that we're able to come over in Australia and can rock. And, you know, it's a big deal for us to do Soundwave. It's a big festival. It's like one of the most coveted festivals in the world. So to be playing at a late slot on the main stage, we're so happy and excited. Man, there's so many people that are looking forward to seeing you guys again, especially at Soundwave, because you're right. Like, it's starting to get the word out all across the world, and bands are, are really wanting to come over and play Soundwave. It's... You know, I've never been to a European festival, but man, we've got it pretty lucky down here for that. You know, one yeah, or two they're, days they're, the, the European festivals are amazing, and, and they're a lot of fun too as well. The difference is Soundwave; it's four shows now that all the bands basically travel together. So it's like this huge heavy metal camping trip, and we all just hang out together, fly on the same plane together, all in the same bands. We're all around each other. And it's really fun, man. It's like a, 
I don't know. It's like a, it's like being in rehab. It's killer, but you get to get high. You know, you've been doing this for so many years and talking about touring with those those big bands on these festivals. Have you bumped into your own personal heroes along the way? You know, who, who have you met that's had the biggest impact on you? Well, I would have to say David Lee Roth is a dude that I met back in uh, 90, I think it was 90. I, I bumped, I had dinner with him at the Rainbow. Whoa. And uh, I sat down with him and... You know, for me, Van Halen back in seven, between 78 and about 85, 84, 85, that was my main influence. And David Lee Roth, to me, was one of the best performers and singers out there at that time. And uh, I don't think anybody compares to what he was back then now or will. So to sit down with him and talk to him and uh, get to pick his brain about Van Halen, that was, that was amazing. I'm a huge Van Halen fan. And uh, that would that would have been an amazing experience, especially you know he'd have so many stories to tell. You know, it, Van Halen's one thing for me. But every time uh, before I play a show personally, I have to listen to Panama because it just amps amps me up. Go to song. Love that song, dude. Fucking awesome. You know the funny yeah, thing about David Lee Roth is when I sat down with him and I had that dinner with him. That guy is the same dude on stage when he's off stage. He never changes. That guy didn't stop talking for two hours. It was killer. Did you record it? Like a little tape recorder under the no. table or something? I <laughs> wish that. I wish I would have done that. I didn't even take a picture. Oh, no. No, oh, we... and you know how it ended. He, he said uh, he paid the bill. I said, thank you. He goes, see you later. And he just split. That was it. That would have. That's like your hero, man. That would have been the biggest uh, moment of your life. Well, one the, other one, hey, the other one for me is, Steel Panther, back in the day, we jammed with Michael Anthony like three or four times, the bass player from Van Halen. And uh, I got to know him really well and his daughter. And uh, he is the most down-to-earth, normal dude, just a great guy. And not only that, he's probably one of the most underrated bass players ever. You know, and he's backing vocals, too. All the harmonies and stuff. Oh, my God. Totally, totally, dude. I, I really, I mean, I like Van Halen now. You know, I really dug the last album, but I'd like to see him rejoin and bring back some of that that magic that he had. Yeah, that would be really cool. You need the if you're gonna do a Van Halen reunion, you can't have your son playing bass. You got to have Michael Anthony in there. Yeah, I agree, dude. <laughs> you know, uh, Wolfie's all right, but I think yeah, I, I agree, man. I think they need to bring him back because he's he was one of those key ingredients, in my opinion, in that band. So, uh, yeah, well, as we mentioned before, you know, you've been doing this for many years and you don't show any signs of slowing down. Do you think you'll be uh, rocking out into your 80s? I hope so, man. I mean, I, I, I look forward to uh, being at least Steven Tyler's age and doing what he's doing. I mean, that guy still sings amazing. He's a great showman and he can talk to the audience. And that's something I I really, I, I can't see myself doing anything else, maybe Maybe driving an ice cream truck if I would retire. But other than that, no, dude, I want to rock until I drop. I, I hope so, man. Because it's, you know, as you said, Steven Tyler's still rocking it, man. He's still got it. I can do it. I mean, you know, all you got to do is get, like, your hip replaced and a couple new knees, and I'm ready. <laughs> oh, man. I think you will. I think you've got plenty of energy, and and uh, you can do it. I'll be seeing yeah. Steel Panther I, when, I'm, when I'm 80. Yeah, yeah, awesome, dude. Me too. <laughs> so, what's next for uh, Panther after your trip down here? Then we uh, we fly home for uh, about a day, 
And then we head over to the UK and do about 10 shows there. And then we head over to Europe for about nine weeks and do a bunch of shows. No, not nine weeks, about four or five weeks and uh, do that. And then we head out down to Brazil, play some Brazilian shows. And then we're, and then we come home and do three shows in Hollywood at our old stomping grounds, the house of blues, man. That sounds like it's going to be awesome, man. New album as well. I can't wait. Uh, We're actually working on stuff right now. So there's no date yet or anything, but we're working on stuff right now. Awesome, man. Well, I definitely can't wait to see you play. And uh, hopefully uh, in the near future, a new album as well, because the more Panther, the better, dude. I agree, dude. Stay tuned. We'll be rocking your balls off shortly. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to go to the track Glory Hole from All You Can Eat now. Thanks for hanging with us tonight, Michael, and uh, we'll see you at Soundwave. All right. I want to see your glory holes in the air when we play Soundwave. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 